Welcome to How Leaders Lead. I'm Kula Callahan here to bring you another edition of Three More Questions with David Novak. David, it's great to be with you again. How are you doing today? And are you excited for today's conversation? Absolutely, Kula. I always look forward to talking to you. And I'm really excited about this one because we're going to be talking about a good friend of mine, Junior Bridgman. He's a former NBA player and now one of the greatest entrepreneurs in our country. He's so, so successful. And and just recently, he and I partnered along with uh, Jimmy Kirschdorfer and Chester Musselman, and we bought Valhalla Golf Club in, in Louisville, Kentucky together. And, uh, you know, we wanted to buy it because uh, we wanted to keep it local, and we wanted to create a unique golf experience that you can only find in Kentucky, and we are in the midst of doing that right now. And I can't wait for the 2024 PGA where we're going to showcase everything that we've done to, to make the course and the clubhouse even better. So stay tuned, Cool. I know you're a big golf nut. I am a big golf fan, and I am so excited to see how you jazz that place up. It must be so fun to get to collaborate with all these different minds around how you can create a really incredible experience at that course. I know you've probably loved your time brainstorming with all those guys, especially Junior, who we'll talk about today, whose episode is so fantastic. Well, it's really funny because we've applied all the the techniques that we've learned in business to really make the transition to, into the ownership of Valhalla very special. You know, we had a planning day where we talked about our purpose, our mission, the culture that we wanted to have, uh, all the objectives that we wanted to set, the timetable we were going to have for all of our capital uh, expansion moves. And we're really running it like a business. And to have this uh, super talented group of people to do it with is is really, really a lot of fun for me. And of, of course, you know, to be doing something in a sport that you love even makes it more special. And that's something that we all share together. But I have to tell you, you know, having Junior as a partner is really special because he's so good at what he does. He's such a, a great thinker. He understands the importance of culture. And he's so humble in spite of all of his accomplishments. So I just love spending time with Junior Bridgman. Well, I loved listening to y'all's conversation. You can kind of tell in the interview that he doesn't really like to be the guy in the spotlight. And I think, you know, that humility he has comes through in the way he leads and is certainly one of the reasons why he's been so successful after his NBA career. And I'm excited to dive into our questions for you today. So let's get going with number one. Fire away. All right, here we go. Question number one. I love in the interview when Junior spells out what you have to do to be a great entrepreneur. He says that you have to have a sense that you can accomplish whatever it is you're after and that you can't be afraid to potentially lose everything. David, as a leader, I'm curious, which is more important to focus on, the fear of losing everything or the commitment to accomplishing whatever it is you're after? Well, I think Junior has it right. I think it's a balance of both of them. First of all, you got to have the confidence that you, you're working on the right thing and that you can actually get it done. Nobody's going to follow you if you don't have a really good sense of where you're going to go and a deep down belief that you can get it done. At the same time, you have to have the humility to know that you might not be successful, that you got to really pay attention to what your customers are saying pivot when you need to pivot, adjust when you need to adjust, and then make sure you're continually refining your business model so that it can be successful. And, you know, as a leader, you have to have humility. 
And that humility says to you that, hey, if I don't do these kinds of things, I could potentially lose everything. And I've always said that I really do believe that the greatest leaders have this uncanny combination of confidence, of being extremely confident that they can get things done, combined with the humility, which says, hey, I don't know it all. I need you. And I really need to to understand what's going on in this business and change. Because let me tell you something, you know, I know I'm not perfect and, you know, I can make mistakes. And I think Junior has the perfect balance of that. He really does. You know, another way to think about that, uh, I come from a marketing background as you do too. And we teach brands how to position themselves as the guide to their customers. So in a story, you're not the main character, your customer is the main character and you are the guide. And To position your brand as a guide, the thing that you have to do is establish authority and express empathy, which is kind of the same thing as confidence and humility. So I think pairing those two things together is certainly important for anyone in a leadership position, but can also kind of translate into how you position your brand as well. You have to have the authority to say, hey, our product is great and it can solve the problem that you're dealing with. And the empathy to say, hey, we understand that you have a problem and it's really frustrating and we're here to help. When you think about the fear and being afraid of potentially losing everything, you know, that does really put a real motivation behind what you do. It says, hey, look, I've got to turn over every stone. I've got to do what I need to do to to really make this happen. And, you know, I think sometimes fear can be a motivator. I happen to be someone that's much more motivated by the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I too am motivated by that. But I mean, you're right. Fear does kind of light that fire under you and keep you focused on the path towards the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. So I agree that it's a balancing act and and you kind of have to have both. All right, question number two. Junior managed pretty explosive growth in his restaurant business and now also in the Coca-Cola bottling business. And he says that this growth was never about trying to get to a certain size, but it was always about trying to present more opportunities for people to better their lives. He talks about looking at his company as a family. I love this mentality of his leadership style. David, what's your take on it? Well, I think Junior and I have talked many times about the importance of culture. We both believe deep down in our hearts that you you have to create a work environment where everyone knows that they count. Everyone knows that they matter. And, you know, we've realized that no one's going to care about you until you care about them. And that's just a fact in life and a fact in business. So thinking about your people and the opportunities that you can present to them that can improve their life, improve the the lives of their family, I think that's really a powerful uh, driver of culture and the work environment that will get the most out of people. I just absolutely love that mentality. It's right on. And it's why I think all the great companies that I've studied all the great leaders that I've, I've really dug deep into understanding how they get done what needs to get done, they have an inherent belief that everyone counts on their team and they find their own way of letting them know that. What's interesting to me to think about is the fact that a lot of people value being recognized at work over their paycheck and their salary. And so what that should inform leaders of is that 
You can't just give someone a raise and assume that they know you care about them. You actually have to show them that you care about them. And you do that by recognizing them for the good work they do and taking an interest in who they are as a person and how they will develop. So I think, you know, something that's really important for leaders really at any level to understand is that it takes time to do this. You can't just increase someone's salary and assume, oh, that person knows I care, right? You really have to get to know these people and create that almost familial environment if you really want to succeed. You know, cool. A competitive compensation is table stakes. I mean, if you're going to be a, a successful company, you got to pay people what they're worth and you got to pay them competitively. But the thing that differentiates your work environment is how you treat people. And that's what keeps people with you forever. You know, people leave for two reasons. Number one, they don't feel appreciated for what they do. And number two, they don't get along with their boss. And I think both those things are part and parcel to each other. All right, last question of the day. Number three, in the interview, Junior tells these incredible stories about his time playing against some of the most legendary NBA players like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Dr. J, Michael Jordan, and all of these folks, of course, were leaders on their teams. And I want to know, David Novak, Who's a leader in the NBA today that you admire most and why? It's about time you asked me a fun question. <laughs> you know, the answer to that question, Kula, is Steph Curry. Now, obviously, Steph Curry is a phenomenal basketball player. He can do everything on the court. He, he can shoot, he can pass, and he has so much fun. And he plays the game with such joy that it's contagious for all his team members. But the thing that I love most about Steph is he gets as much joy and as much satisfaction, at least it looks like anyway, when his teammates are successful. And that is so powerful. I mean, a teammate makes a great play on the, uh, out on the court. He gives them the look. There's exultation. It's, he just is so joyful in, in terms of his response. And when he's on the bench, he gets up and gives some standing ovations and gets his towel and starts waving it and gets the crowd involved. But he's all in. And I think he's a leader that inspires people because, A, he's fantastic at what he does. But, B, he knows how to be a great, supportive, celebratory teammate. And that creates a contagious joy that's just uh, phenomenal. I love watching Steph Curry play basketball. And it's probably because of that reason. I've never really thought why I like watching the Warriors so much, but it's because of that. Everybody is so excited when other people are moving the team forward. And it's just so fun to watch. And you don't have to be Steph Curry to have that same excitement and enthusiasm about celebrating other people's wins. And I think the more that we can do that with our teams and with the people in our lives, the better we feel, honestly, and the more fun we have at work and the more fun we have in life. Absolutely. And I think when you can create a, a fun work environment, a celebratory work environment, an environment where people are recognized not only by their coach for what they do, but their peers, you're on your way to success. And interestingly, you know, I did do a podcast with Steve Kerr, the uh, coach of the Golden State Warriors. And one of their most important statistics that they measure, and it's posted after every game, is the number of passes that the team makes. And you know what? 
it's something they all look forward to seeing because that passing that ball around, sharing it with their teammates is something that they value and they want to see what that number is after every game. And I think that's just special. It's fantastic. And it really does work to motivate everybody. You know, even if you're not the person scoring the most points, you can still make a huge impact on the success of a team. And and I love uh, that thought from Steve Kerr and what we can all learn from it. All right, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of How Leaders Lead. We're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time with us each and every week, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well. Well, thank you very much, Kula. It's been a lot of fun being with you today. And I can't wait for everyone to tune in thirsty for my conversation with Dr. John Noseworthy, the CEO Emeritus of Mayo Clinic. 